I really hope someone out there is listening to this second episode coming straight from the first one and is still trying to get past that goat noise outro. And if you liked it, I had to do awesome. a little bit of convincing of Holly to add that goat noise in because we were still like, should we do it? And then we realized, of course, because that goat noise. Iconic. Is, it's honestly a blessing in this earth that I got to hear that noise. Um, there was a lot of different noises that we could have chose and we were deciding if we should do a different noise every time or stick with the goat noise and we're sticking with the goat noise. It's officially tattooed on my heart. (laughs) I hope you know that song by Ariana Grande and I hope you know what we're quoting here. I honestly don't. Okay. We'll play that after. I'm embarrassed for you. Anyway, tattooed on my heart. I'm embarrassed and humiliated. Okay. What is up? Welcome back to the second episode of Life As We Know It. I am Sierra. And I'm Holly. Do you ever, I feel so odd saying my own name. Do you feel odd when yeah, you have to introduce yourself? Yeah, did you just yourself? hear I said that? Did you just hear I said that? I said it wrong. I said, okay, I'm not even going to say it. Yeah, what, um, like whenever I'm talking to someone like on the spot, ask you your name and then you say it and you're like, was that my name? I don't really know it. I could have just said Rebecca. I have no clue what I just <laughs> yeah. said. I think I pronounced it wrong. I, I think th- I said it in Spanish. I literally... When I say it and I look back and my I'm my swear my face is beat red and they're like is she a spy? They're like we're just trying Did to get your email for the email chain yeah. at Macy's. I okay anyway, uh, that was a little too specific because that just happened to me today when they were asking at uh, American Eagle. I was like Sierra and they were and I she, I bet she was just typing away and I'm like what does she think? What does she think? <laughs> Anyway, um, we fixed the time. Yeah, we yeah, now yeah. know we're a minute and 49 seconds in. You can check it if you don't believe me. Yeah, for real. We had two people text us saying you were at 19 minutes, not 13 when we were trying to guess. Like, first of all, invested. Second of all, <laughs> also, thank you for everyone who actually texted us that they liked the podcast. Made my entire life. It was more important than my birthday. No, more it people reached out on the podcast drop day than my birthday. Which is all I needed. That's all uh-huh. I needed. Probably all of my birthdays combined. Yes. Actually, no. I wouldn't say yeah, that. Uh, yeah. We're not that. Okay. Anyway. I we, was. Uh, yeah, my heart was so warm. Which was so <laughs> funny warm. because in our podcast, we talked about not going on our phones. Oh, my God. Living in the moment. All that. I have never been on my phone. No, more I was than, checking it every other second. More than the day after we released or the day we released it. But it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to see feedback. And we honestly got some criticism from <laughs> our boy Ethan. He said that we had to keep our keep our tr- um, thoughts in track more, which I agree. I'm all over the yeah. place. And we're here to tell Ethan we do have things that we want to need to talk about now. So don't worry about us. Just keep listening. <laughs> My mother told me that our voices sound exactly the same and that she could not tell us apart, which is ironic considering she, I, she birthed me. And I've been in her life the last 17 years. And, and our voices sound different. Our voice, I mean, yeah. wait, let's both say a word. Let's both say, um, mm, let's both say jacket. 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 Okay, wait. <laughs> See, the, now it's like saying our name where I'm like, I didn't say that right. Well, I didn't, I thought, no, I don't think we sound the same. But, uh, um, no, it was, it was funny too, because in our first episode, we, every time we would say you guys we were like who are we kidding it's only our moms that are gonna listen to this no so many people reached out to me before my 
parents even yes. listened to it, which was almost three days after yeah, we it released took it. Yeah, a couple of days. Understandable since, I mean, they probably don't care. <laughs> I mean, I just, rea- yeah, I realized, like, why would they care? My dad said he listened to a couple minutes and said that was enough for him. And I'm like, okay, it hurt. It hurt a little <laughs> bit. It stung. But to be honest, what is he going to relate to? I'm kind of glad he didn't listen. Unless he's listening now secretly behind my back. Hello, Dad. He's not, though. <laughs> None of my siblings have listened yet. Actually, I take that back. I think Amber listened to it. Um, but I didn't realize my dad had listened to it until I walked into his room. I was, like, wrapping presents or something. And he was, like... I was singing Winter Wonderland. And when I like got to one should. line, he started singing. He changed the words to, you're not getting any presents because you put a hole in my wall. Ah. And I was like, so someone listened to the pod. So he, so he doesn't I'm catch hearing. a beat. That's what you're yeah, saying. He did basically. not catch a beat. That was deep in the podcast. I'm looking at it right now. As okay, we speak. okay. We're focusing too much on last podcast. We're in the future now. We're here. We're second we're in podcast. We're here. We're in the now. Probably. But also, how did your Christmas go? We're on good. break. Solid day. We usually don't um, bust out that much. And, you know, we don't do... I mean, we open presents, go to church, sometimes go to family's house. So it didn't feel too different. But we don't usually do crazy stuff. So it... Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, it felt kind of weird. But it was a good day. Yeah. The tables turned this year. Usually, when I was little, I would wake up at 6 o'clock. And then wait in my bed until like seven because that's just forbidden in my household to get up that early. And then I would sort presents, pick out all the ones with my name on it until like 745 and then start the rounds of waking people up. And I have four older siblings and then my parents. And it would take like six times of just circling around until all of them would finally be up. And this year... We woke up so early because my oldest brother has a dog now. And I made the mistake of letting him sleep in my bed, the dog. First mistake was just letting him sleep in your bed, period. Not even for how he acted, but just in general sleeping (laughs) with the dog. I'm terrible with animals. I didn't sleep a single bit. And I should say, my brother's wife slept in my room too, my sister-in-law. And she was the one who would go out with the dog every hour of the night that he woke up. Like, well, why? But I still was, like, so foggy in the morning. And I'm like, it's Christmas morning. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I felt like I was sleepwalking. And I'm not good with animals. I like cats. But anytime I go to someone's house and I walk through the door and they have a big dog, my brain shuts off. Complete opposite. I think when I walk in the house, that's the icebreaker. I just start petting the dog until we have started a conversation because that's the only thing I can, thing yeah. I can do. I, I don't know. How, I don't know. I just I, I don't know how to treat it. I just stand there. I don't like when it jumps up on me. And When you were talking about your Christmas tradition where you like – can't get up that early and then you all and you were sorting your presents when you're younger that's so interesting because it was like it's like illegal for me for me to go down like me and my sister get together in the morning whatever and then we walk down at the same exact time and my mom has like set them up all accordingly and then we have this oh big no. long process i'm so like like what you said i wish that i could sit in like a fly on the wall and everyone's christmas morning oh yeah everybody does it differently but everyone has a little tradition they do i mean like I would say, on I, average. I texted Sierra on Christmas morning, and I'm like, I just want to watch every person's Christmas. And it was weird, because I've never felt that way, but I kept thinking of random people in my life, and I'm like, I just want to know how they do it. Yeah. I just want to know, because we do it really right different. So I wonder how like everybody does it, because nobody can do it the same, I bet. Anyway, that is not the topic today. The topic today is 
that's um something that Holly kind of came up with that she thought would be interesting to talk about, and I agree. But I'll let her more describe it because it's your little um um theory. I <laughs> like you like to say. I don't think it's a theory. Concept. I think it's, it's something that happens to a lot of people, but it's about false realities. So which basically, I don't know. We kind of came up with this term. I feel like even though I don't exactly know if it fits, but it does in my brain. Basically, preconceived expectations of someone before you even meet them. Or ideas of, like, what things will be like. Yeah, or just, yeah, ideas, concepts in general that you kind of make up in your brain inevitably. And then, yeah, we kind of wanted to hit on how it... It can cause issues, and then it can also... I mean, I would say more times than not, it's bad because you'll build up high expectations. But it's sometimes, I guess, it's different. But the first thing that came to my head when Holly brought this up was about um, like creating the perfect image of someone before you even have met them. And I think this happened a lot when I was going into high school because we have two middle schools that go into one high school, and so you don't know the people that well from the other school. But I had known a lot of people in like known, you know, heard stories about them or like saw. You know, things, pictures, and I, like, had this idea of what they were going to be like, and, like, if they are going to be, if I was going to be nervous to talk to them, if I was going to be like, oh, I'll definitely be friends with them. It's like, I had no clue, and I was already making up all these things, and I think it kind of made it weird to meet them, because I'm like, I already had this built up, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet them, (laughs) and it didn't have to be like that, because, I don't know. Or when you, when, like, on, um, Schoology, which is, like, our school's grade book assignment app whatever you can see all the members in your class and I feel like going into freshman year I looked at that and I'm like oh my gosh this is so weird like I have these expectations for all these people and I'm like I'm gonna sit with this person and this person yeah and then you can but you sit with someone else and you're like now we're now we're best school friends I don't know it's a lot but then they turn out to be completely who you did not think I know Holly was talking about crushes this happens because yeah Actually, you can take it away. Okay, this is something that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And a theory, if you will. Because I realized when you have a crush, they it becomes a false reality because I think once you've admitted to yourself that you like someone, in your brain, you create a perfect image of them. And like what they like, how they're funny, what you'll do. And it's like, you can't, like, you can't, that's not even true. You've yeah. You've never even met the person. I think because you've told yourself, or, like, you've made that decision, then you almost feel like, oh, well, because I like them, then everything they do must be just great. And so I feel like then, and it only gets worse over time. Only. You kind of realize in your brain, or you think in your brain, like, oh, they're so nice, they're so funny, whatever, when in reality they're not. You're just not giving them the chance to, like, prove themselves wrong in a way and you're kind of ignoring red flags and all that and you create this false image of them i think it happens that you like use up all of your energy to begin with and you you know like picture everything and like think about who they are as a person and then when they're not you kind of give up and move on and it's like no you i mean that's just not who they are as a person you just made that up so that's on you sierra or ollie (laughs) i don't know if i said that right um yeah but it's like 
I don't know. It's just one of those things. And I feel like that's why it takes so much for people to get over their crush. And yet it's so easy to tell your friends, like, why do you even like them? Like they're, yeah. they're mean. Like, what oh, are you doing? And then your friend is kind of blind to it. And it's like, it's because it's almost a pride thing. They don't want to give that up because they've already kind of fallen. So it's like, no, like, like they're so much better than you think. And it's like, no, the image in your mind you've created of them is better than yeah. I think. That's why I, I like meeting people on the fly because then you have nothing and you're just like, oh, that was a good conversation. Then you're like, okay, well, that was it. That's what they're as a person. You have no, you didn't know what it was before. And I think that's how a lot of probably the best friendships have happened in my life. Which is also interesting because I feel like people who don't have social media like have kind of realized that because it's like, when they meet someone, they have nothing to go oh off of. Oh my gosh, so true. And you have nothing to go off for them because they're kind of like mysterious. Yeah. Way. Which I kind of like. It's like... It's it, like something about it is oddly attractive. They don't attractive. put it all out there. They don't put it all out there. I think it's... I, yeah, I think it's cool when you don't... And you have to kind of... Pri- you have to pry it out of them. There's nothing that you know that they do or where they went. You kind of have to just talk to them and then get to know them. And then you, that's the reality. That's what it actually is who they like as a person and um the same thing goes for going into high school after middle school when we were going from middle school to high school or just like watching movies reading books which I don't do often but if you read a book about high school (laughs) and then like or like your older siblings or your parents just everything around you like telling you what high school is going to be like like I mean it's great but it, you create this false reality of it. And I think about when people ask me my age and I say I'm 17, it always sounds so old. And I realize my whole life I've created this false reality of what 17 was supposed to look like based off of the Zac Efron movie, 17. I've never seen it. Well, in it, he seems so old, which rightfully so. He definitely is Yeah, a the lot actors older. are all like 45. But it... <laughs> Loki an issue. That's like weirdly yeah. an issue because I see people in my school and like you don't compare to this twenty five year old that was playing <laughs> yeah. high schooler perfectly. Which but is it's like it false reality. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it, it genuinely is this expectation that they kind of set for me or like um the song Dancing Queen when they say like young no, and sweet it, seventeen. Okay. I'm like okay, so I'm gonna be vibing when I'm seventeen. I mean, we are vibing though. We're, yeah, I true. Say, I mean. But I think it's more so that, like, oh, it sounds so old. Like, I had this clear no. image of what I was going to, who I was going to be when I was 17. And it's just, it's just weird. You see everywhere where you're, like, when you were little, I would, like, look at high schoolers and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so scared of them. Like, I need to impress them. I literally remember vividly. I was probably in elementary school, and I was going to one of my friend's older brother's prom pictures or something. And I dressed up real nice <laughs> for all of his, like, friends in the prom group to be like, Oh, she's kind of cute. Literally perverted. I was probably (laughs) 10 (laughs) trying to go for these like 18 year olds. Anyway, I just thought they were so much cooler. And now I'm like at that age, not I'm, you know, you're at 16. I'm like still looking at little kids and I'm like, uh, they're, they're looking at me like I'm some adult. Like I was babysitting. They asked that they should call me Miss Sierra. And I was like, (laughs) no, I'm literally, I could not tell you um, where to put a semicolon, but you can call me (laughs) Miss Sierra if you want. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No. And like. I remember when I was little, there was this group of teenagers at my church, oh my and I God. was so terrified of them. Like, if I saw them coming, like, I didn't talk to them when I was, like, really, really little, like, probably, like, 
five or six. Yeah. I was terrified of them. Like, I don't know why. I just, I'm like, I can't even look at them. Like, they just, something about them was so frightening. And it's like, that's me now. It's not that bad. I know. It's, you're, you're still like, have no clue what's going on. Me and, um, me and my friend Ethan were walking out of school one time and like all these elementary schoolers were on like buses. I don't know. They're coming to see this like theater show. And so they are all on these buses, like in the, like waiting in the parking lot to get out. And uh, for some reason we were leaving school early. It was probably like, um, what's it called? Exam week. I don't know. We were walking out right next to these buses and these kids start rolling down the windows, flying out the windows, <laughs> waving to us like we were on the red carpet. And I, we were waving back, but they were like, I can't like shrieking. They were so excited to see high schoolers. And Starstruck. I, was, I that is probably top ten best things to ever happen to me in my life. I felt like I was like, what is going? On? I have it on video. I'm maybe yeah. From time to time, Sierra will put it on her story. I just her every story. other month because it's my favorite video to ever exist. Because I was like, they have no clue that I'm literally like I was them two weeks ago. It feels <laughs> like why are they waving to me like I'm I don't know jeff bezos i guess i wouldn't wait to jeff bezos. <laughs> if i saw jeff bezos on the street i probably wouldn't even Could know it was jeff bezos because i don't even know what he looks like I, if i'm being completely honest I, like I wouldn't react to anybody except for, okay maybe one specific celebrity i would react to but anyone else you say that as if you're not wearing a harry Styles can sweatshirt right now can you stop can you stop if i met anybody other than this man i would probably just like I don't know. Kids are wild. Why were they yeah. out the window? They were falling out the window to wave. <laughs> <laughs> I can't describe it enough. Okay. Back to high school. I thought high school was going to be a lot different, a lot more. I don't know. Maybe I thought that everyone in the hallways would be like mega talking. Like I, what the, what did I just say? <laughs> mega talking. I thought there would be like gossip in the hallways and people like, making bullying. out against the w- no, bullying, yeah, i thought bullying. people were gonna be like shoved into lockers and i'd be conflicted on whether I, or not to help them or I just would, keep walking yeah. but I also did. that's a false reality that i feel like guidance counselors set on you when you're in elementary school oh my school. god every every year they're like it's just gonna get harder the teachers are gonna explore more kind of but it you're also getting older anyway and you adapt to I, it yeah i thought it'd be walking the hallways seeing people like take like snorting cocaine people like <laughs> like doing things and like in the locker i don't know i thought it was gonna be a lot wilder when i'm just literally just walking to math like there's no yeah. difference we also thought that um middle school is more hype we would chat in the locker base we would yeah. chat i also thought that homework was gonna be impossible because my older siblings would you know they were in high school when i was pretty little and they would you know have their binders and it just looked like hours and hours of homework yeah, yeah. and i'd see their math and their chemistry and be like it's another language i'm never going to be able to keep up but like if it's it, not that hard if i was an, if i was an older sibling i would say i would tell little siblings oh it's so easy you'll be completely fine and when they start struggling you act like you're some like superhuman that did it all easily <laughs> i don't know why, that just came to my mind um kind of the same thing goes for college i have this i have this like whole thing false reality of what i think college is going to be like i have this i have this vision my sister's a freshman in college i have this vision that in college it's less about homework and stuff or not homework it's less about doing work and it's more about like meeting people and having friends that's literally not it isn't college harder work like i don't why did i think that it was fun it's weird a lot more fun i thought it was like 
social hour every day. Like we were going to be like, I don't know. And then my sister's like, I've, a ton of stuff to do and I'm like why aren't you in college well it's weird because some of my siblings kind of took easier routes and so that which enabled them them. to name names name majors well no I'm (laughs) I'm like some of them chose paths that enabled them to have fun in college and kind of stress-free that's the same thing but but like my mom talks about how after okay so for example my siblings after Christmas break are always so excited to go back to college and see their friends and stuff. And my mom was talking about how she would always get like very, very sad going back because she just knew how much work and stress lied ahead of her. That's how I feel right now because Because she chose a really hard major. Oh, yeah, yeah. School right now is not fun because I just like have to, I don't know. I try to like stay in the moment on breaks and I'm like, just feel like you have no worries right now, Sierra. Like, think about this right now. You don't have to worry about, I mean, like, school worries. You don't have any stress on your shoulders. You have no nothing to do, nothing to do. You can just chill. And I don't know how to soak up the moment when that happens because I'm just way too stressed when I go back. Like, not even, like, insane, but I just don't want to do anything. I feel like after Christmas, winter break feels like a ticking time bomb because every I tell myself that everything that I've wanted to do in the last couple months that wasn't like school related obviously like something fun or like a project I tell myself that I only have this week to do it and then it just sets yeah. me up for failure because obviously I don't want to I mean the last two days I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you guys I woke up at 1 30 p.m yesterday and I think 12 30 today I watched the episode one of Star Wars yesterday and then episode the second movie one? Well, I'm not chapter, a Star Wars fan. Or not I'm episode, not. chapter, whatever. Phantom Menace yesterday, and then... I could not care less about Star Wars, to be honest. And I ate lunch at 5 o'clock, maybe 6. I, I don't know. I was just telling you, I do not know how anybody watches movies during the day, because it's. I would equate it to waking up in a basement. You have no clue what time it is. You feel like you just wasted your entire life away that you can never recover if you wake up. In a basement, you're like, is it 1 p.m.? Is it 6 a.m.? You can't tell, and then it makes you feel weird when you get up, and I'm like, I just feel like a zombie. Yeah, but but part of it is glorious, because I have no responsibilities right now. Like, I don't know. Wise. I think it's something about my mom. My mom would, like, she just wouldn't let me sit on the couch for, like, during the day. I don't know. But then at the yeah. night, we just vibe. But, um, or, like, missing a nice day outside. Yes, I feel I feel Dude, during a sense school, of guilt. I see the sun. I see a sunbeam in online school, and I'm like, I'm leaving everything to go walk, just be outside right now, and I'm I can't. It's the most frustrating thing. Yeah, back to um, back to everything else we were talking back about. Back to our first false realities. Let's talk about driving. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I would. I actually vividly remember asking my parents as I was growing up if driving was hard. Because you see so much going on and all the signs yeah, and the things. You see all the buttons and it, oh, you, wow. you think that it's like a rocket or a plane where you have to you engage with it all down. of the buttons. I still don't know how to put, turn on my back windshield wipers, so that's probably an issue. Well, I didn't know if turning your air cold or hot would make the windows defrost, and I'll never forget that. I still don't really um, know. Guess right now. Let's have a guess. Hot. Yes. But I don't remember asking that. I feel like no, I would have just we turned had to on teach the you. air. Anyway, 
I just thought driving was going to be exactly like driving a plane, like having to look out every win every window four times a you know, four times. I thought it would feel a lot heavier than it actually does. Uh, like I just thought you had to be like alert, and that's why I was like, "Why are we playing music, Mom? Don't you got to look at the road?" Oh, I I play music at a very low volume. Oh my gosh, just because apparently. I do focus so much when I drive, and I feel like that is something that I get irritated when other people. <coughs> I like yeah, blast their music. I can't. I like to drive and not think about why well, I, I mean i low-key think about driving but i can't not um listen to i don't think there's been a drive that's longer than one minute where i didn't listen to music and i've been driving for you know time now like for some reason i cannot not turn on music but i used to think that you had to be lasered in you had to be looking at every car thinking everyone was making the mistake you know watching the turns but now I didn't realize you, now it's just by habit after like being a fresh driver and you just don't, you don't even have to think about it. You just turn the wheel. Yeah. Why did I think it was going to be like the biggest privilege of my entire life? And it is a privilege yeah. as they say in driver's ed. It is a privilege, not a, um, what's it called? Um, not a, uh, wait, I, I know you, what you're you talking about. They, they always a, like, you don't deserve. It's to, a privilege, not a like. It wasn't guarantee, get, uh, but yes, another word something. that, that like, flows it's, better. Like it's not something that you deserve; it's something that you earn. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I but, thought. Okay, here's the thing: when I was little, I thought that once I got my license, I would be getting a sprinkled donut from Tim Hortons every single day. I'm like, and I would get mad too when I would ask my mom if we could go to Wendy's or something, and she'd be like, no, like I'm making dinner, and I'd sit there and I'd be like, just wait until I can drive. Dude, I would tell my mom that every day in middle school, but not for food. I would say, I'm going to the dog park every day, and I didn't have a dog at this time. <laughs> I would say, I'm just going to go drive to the dog park and play with the dogs there. I was like, if only I could just drive. It was also Petland. I feel like I was always like, I would just yeah. go to Petland if I had my license. I, I said that too about playing with the kittens, but it's like, I honestly forget that i can drive i never if i'm not already out i never leave solely to get food or honestly anything i wait until i have you know a task i need to do and then i run all my errands in that amount of time i i'm still baffled though how much our parents drove us around when we were couldn't drive but we were still like now bopping like probably like middle school why did they drive us so often i thought it was like the biggest hassle ever and it was that's a true reality i don't know how they did yeah that. i mean obviously they're parents but they they could have said no fifty thousand times I and mean, i feel like my parents never said no to like offering rides and stuff and i was like what a blessing i don't know how i i would not be comfortable doing like not comfortable i would never want to do that like my the, the amount of times my sister drove us wild um another one thinking our parents jobs not our parents but like thinking adult jobs were the hardest task this is what you've lived your entire life to do when some of them are difficult some of them are not it seems like but that's what you are trained for or go to college for and so I feel like the adults in my life now when I talk about their job with them it doesn't seem that difficult like obviously it's difficult but it's like it's not stressful it's just like it's their job but when you're little you think it's like i thought huge they're going away to like the military i was like bye go do good at your job dad and he's like literally just i mean he's like doing a lot of stuff but since he already knows how to do it he's just doing his job yeah like it's if we were doing hard like chemistry i don't know and i was like dad come over here be like 
wow, Sierra, like, I can't believe you're doing that right now. Like, that's what it is for your job. It's hard and confusing to other people, but when you get the hang of it, you're just doing it. Like, it's just, I used to think it was a battle every day. They were <laughs> crunching the number, And sometimes it is. I can't imagine being, like, a high-pressure, like, ER surgeon or something, and that's, like, crazy. But as for... I don't know. I used to think like cashiers and everything. And now when I think you are a drive through person, Holly, I'm like, how do you do it? And I feel like if I worked there, I would just be like, okay, here's your order. I had just, I think everything is going to be so much harder than it is. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy when you think about it too, because it, it's, it goes in the same category of me seeing my siblings homework when I was like 10 years younger than them and being like, what is this? I'm never going to be able to do this. But as you grow, you adapt, you learn, you are always, most of the time, prepared for what you're going to do. And I think it's that lack of seeing the preparation that instills fear and those false realities to creep in. I, yeah, I used to think I would never be able to um, do this certain, I remember I was with my cousin one time and she was like showing her math homework and I was like, I will never be able to do that. And now I probably would have done it and I don't even remember. Yeah. You oh my gosh. Everything's going to be so hard. And, and, and in, oh my God, prime example. In High School Musical, I want to say it's the third one, but I honestly don't know. I remember being really little and watching it with my sister and Gabriella goes up to the board on the chalkboard and she's doing, she's they're in chemistry class and we're like oh my god that's so difficult she's so smart like no wonder she gets into like stanford or wherever she ends up going and we watched it not that long ago and she's balancing a chemical equation like what you learn in like either eighth grade or freshman year depending on when you take physical science it was physical science balancing equations and they're like seniors and we're like what (laughs) and it's funny because the whole class is like baffled and they're like wow she's the smart girl and it's like oh my like I know how to do that it's really a self-esteem booster another false okay this is just random this is like a current false reality that I'll probably unprove to myself actually two 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 um interviews I have this feeling that interviews are gonna be the most (laughs) nerve-wracking hardest thing to ever get any job anywhere when in reality if you walk in with I mean I'm not an interview you know coach what am I talking about but I feel like if you just walk in and like okay that's I'm I cannot explain how nervous I would get for an interview like even though they're asking you questions and I think you forget that they're just sitting there thinking about who like they don't really care they're just a person (laughs) but like I feel like that's gonna be so hard also first dates when you don't know the person (laughs) why do I think that's gonna be the most awkward experience of my entire life to ever happen ever yeah but in reality it's probably just like like it both it sucks for both of you <laughs> why don't you just embrace it are you in a chamber one am, oh, I? <laughs> am i uh those are some that i am currently worried about currently <laughs> um this is one that i we me and holly have both talked about for a while is being scared when you're in random places of like your uh your certain whatever like environment you're in say you're like walking on a dark street or something alone or even my neighborhood I was walking to my neighbor's house because I was like watching their house and 
I call someone every time. Sierra calls me every time she's walking from her neighbor's house to her house. And I always say, what's that behind you? <laughs> or like my phone will die in the but midst like, of it. And you like, I just yeah. know you're panicking on the line. Why do I? But like, I have this crazy feeling that like someone's going to come out, kidnap me, jump me. And I think I'll actually tell a little quick story. I was walking over to my, um, one of my really good friend's house. Who's actually my neighbor, like two doors down or whatever. And like, I walked down there all the time. Like she's lived there since I was little. And I was just walking down, whatever. This was a while. It was probably last year. And there's, like, it's right along, not a main street in a neighborhood, but, like, the main drag of the neighborhood. Anyway, there, I'm just walking to their house, but I'm, it's, like, two doors down, three doors down. And there's nothing to be afraid of. But, you know, I had kind of gotten over it, right? I'm just walking to their house, like, I have a million times. And... I always, like, I'm looking around cars because I just get, that's, like, I mean, that's understandable that you would just look around, whatever. Even though we live in such a safe neighborhood, it's in, it's insane. Anyway, I'm just walking, and I'm just, you know, enjoying business. And then someone grabs me from behind and starts covering my mouth and ears. I can't explain <laughs> the fear that happened. I'm, like, I start, I don't even think I started screaming. I was just, like, I started, like, wiggling around, kind of. I was, like, no, like. I don't really know. Her and life flashed. No, yeah. In the moment, I was like, this is us. it. This is it. Like, and I was just like flailing around kind of. It was probably a solid five seconds of just like it over my mouth and then them like holding my shoulders and kind of like grabbing me. Like, what? And then after whatever, a couple seconds of straight fear and panic, it's my, they're like family friends. It's like our close family friends that also go to the neighbor's house often. And I was like, okay, I'm scarred for life. That's <laughs> trauma. And he's like, I got you. I got like, he's like dying. He's rolling all over the ground. But I'm like, that is one of my biggest fears since I've been little. My mom has let us watch crime shows, like the scariest crime I shows can't. you can imagine since elementary school. That's why I have a morbid mind. Anyway, I've had this instilled that like that can happen at any moment. And when it happened, I was like, this is it. And you've seen all the horrible things happen in the crime shows. And he was dying, but, like, I will never forget the fear that just happened there. And now whenever I'm walking in a dark neighborhood, I feel like I'm going to die when that is not true. Yeah. I feel like this, so basically that same idea kind of applies to any stranger. Mm-hmm. In ever. Like, I don't even know. I'll just, any store I go into, I feel like that's just human nature to kind of, honestly, really just at night. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's only at night. It's only at to night. To just quickly assume that they're bad or something or you're you know you're like in a gas station or something and you have to like go in and you're like they're gonna kill me yeah especially when you're the only one in there yeah anything well that might also might be because we're young and whatever um but yeah i really think every single person has already murdered five people in their life they're on (laughs) probation they're like they're trying to avoid the cops by and they have an alias in there you know and you're like they're definitely like gonna rob me in this gas station i'm like what am I like if people are looking at me people could not people could look at me and think the same thing so what am I doing just looking at a random probably yeah. dad of like two young daughters and he's buying ice cream for them and I'm like he's out to get me he's <laughs> out to get me anytime I'm getting in my car at night I always think that someone's underneath why did why is, did I see that TikTok is, okay. ever why did I see that TikTok ever I'm always watching my heels did okay yeah, yeah, I, I climb I'm like three feet away from the car and I open it like I stretch to open it up and then I like no. do the do the awkward step in which is so why what's is, the word irrational because 
my car is so low to the ground. <laughs> so I it's know. like someone couldn't even Did fit under Did you see that one tried. video? And they were like, ladies, be warned. Yeah. There's new attackers going under the car with knives to get your heels. Yeah. So scary for no reason. It only happens when I'm going out of work and I think about that and I'm like, why do I know this? Yeah. I would have never thought about that twice. I mean, it's good to be prepared, but not in like a fear thing where I think yeah. I'm going to die. This is onto irrational fears, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know what we're going to name this podcast. We'll stick to false realities, but I just, I, I, I'm trying, and I, as I grow, I realize not everyone's, you know, a um, serial killer, not a criminal. So it's getting better, I guess. But, but I have this like whole vision that everybody on earth is like, has some like, forbidden secret that nobody will know about and they like have this big plan and they're yeah. literally at the grocery store all these all these dark topics for we'll real. switch it around for real what this um these fake imaginations just trying to think of another word instead of mm-hmm. what we've been saying <laughs> we Synonym. started brain we started talking about this we were sitting in um piata piata and we First started of all, we've all been sleeping on piata go to your local no piata. we can't we, we can't expose the secret Oh, true, true. Okay. Every time I walk into a Chipotle, I never not see someone I know, and I never don't feel. That's like or the I never don't feel com. Wait, I never don't feel uncomfortable. I always feel uncomfortable because oh, really, I, like I'm because really I feel exposed there. in Chipotle because it's like open and there's always someone I know, and it's like something about the wiry ceilings. <laughs> I'm like, no, I gotta get out. I, I gotta get out. I low key feel like I belong at Chipotle. I walk, I strut my stuff in there because I'm like, uh, yeah, you always see someone you know, but then you're always prepared and you're always kind of like, hey, yeah, true. I feel like I'm like a community there. I don't like how loud and echoey it is in there, and so yeah, basically our little secret. Sierra and I went to into a piata and. It was, it was actually magnificent. It was yes. like nice and wooden and just a wonderful atmosphere. It's literally like a warm, like fireside version of Chipotle. Yes. You just feel like you're at home. They play, they have an excellent playlist. I'm like about to go up, ask them what they're playing. And we were the only ones in there. So we were I'm not the only, but, but it's so, it's so much bigger than Chipotle that you're not like, feel like you're being watched by Hawks. You're like. <laughs> Just sitting there. We sat in there for two hours, and this was before we made the podcast. This is where we actually decided to make the podcast. Anyway, the Piata has gr- in gr- a great atmosphere. You're just sitting and chilling. Food is a little pricey, to be completely honest, but it's kind of worth it because there's no, like, fast noodles better than Piata near us. So, um, except for noodles and company, but I always feel like a straight lard after I walk out of there. So, <laughs> We were but talking about um, moments that feel like a picture. Yes. Because... I feel like, yeah, after all these realities, I'm like, you watch a movie and then you go out of your life and you have this like post movie depression where you're like, my life will never be that great. Or in my case, I base my entire personality around the protagonist in whichever movie I just watched. I literally become them. I, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going to pick that up from. You walk out feeling all inspired and you're like literally in a dark AMC full of butter. Like, I'm butter. Like, like, I feel like the, I'm just. Oh, pop. I feel like. I'm I was just, like, what are you talking no, about? No, I feel like every time I leave a movie theater, I always have a headache. I always feel like I just got strep because I don't know. I'm <laughs> such a germaphobe. And I feel like I have my entire outer layer. I feel like my entire outer layer is just butter. <laughs> what? No, I enjoy the movie theater. That I feel like the movie theater is where things don't feel like reality because you're just. How did someone create a screen that big and why am I watching it? <laughs> How awesome is that? I think we figured out about that. Um, okay. But the things, general things in our life that like 
I'm like, so this is why I'm alive, right? You know, this is why I keep pumping. I keep Trojan. Why was I why was I about to quote the great Gatsby? You know, and they're like, two boats against the current. Is that on the last page? Yes. To uh, ceasingly against the current. I'm gonna look that up after this. I okay, wait, I'm actually looking it up now. Get into the <laughs> get into the good so, ones. So which one do I want to talk about? We yeah, we wrote down some of them. Laughing with people. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but I feel like it's so healthy. So to we have so we beat on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly into the past. I have no clue why I brought that up. What a great quote, though. Okay, J.K. Re- or that's no, not J.K. No, Rowling. no, no. Wait, no, who was no, it? No, no, who was it? it? Um, no, Steinbeck is all the other. Oh animals, shoot! All the other books we read. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, how did we, how did we miss I, that? How oh, are gosh. we talking oh, about this? Anyway, great moments in. There's so many great moments in life where you're like, "This is so fun, and I never want this to end." And I don't know how to see. I, I don't know how to enjoy the moment without realizing that this is so fun right now. Yeah, and I feel like laughing with people. It's like. It's such a bond. Oh my god the the bond when you ha- like you don't know where your phones are and you start getting a hyper week and like why am I talking like you a sound like grader? a teapot when it's ready because you're laughing that hard. I like when my chest like when I can't breathe and my ribs hurt and I'm like and then when I'm doing that I'm like this is it this is the moment I've been waiting for for two months you know what I'm saying. And the, it's like, the funniest part is the next day when you remember the joke and it's not funny. At yeah. All. And I'm like, but it was the moment that, like, yeah. was legitimately, I'm like, so I'm going to write this in my memoir. I'm starting a book. This is my life, you know. When it's really, you just got to enjoy the moment. And I'm like, whenever it happens, I'm like, I didn't think life would get this good. You know what I'm saying? But then you just start cracking up. I don't know what we're talking about at this point. Yeah. We're, we're shitty that we are recording this podcast late at night now. We did the first one early, and now we're doing the second one late. And we're trying to figure out which one is better. So far, as you can hear, probably morning is going to work better. <laughs> we had to re- I don't know if I said this already, but we had to restart twice. And I hope I didn't say this already, but because we I probably brought it up yeah. in the second one and then I accidentally deleted it. But to be completely honest, we were relieved. We sucked in the first 13 <laughs> minutes. Um, OK, laughing. With, yeah. Laughing people. I like wish I never wish I would get it on camera myself, but I wish that like my house had cameras and I could just rewatch it and be like, yes, I was living right there. Yeah. Anyway. No, the best thing was, um, we don't get, for some reason our recordings ended so they don't save, but we had a ring doorbell and it was great because yes, it's a like, lot of times after someone would leave my house, something funny would happen. Like we've been talking about Ethan way too much in this episode. He, he's, I don't think I brought him up. Yeah. Never mind. I think that was the other one. He, like, uh, he, we once caught on the ring him walking into my house, holding himself, saying, oh, my God, I, I got to pee so bad. I got to pee. I got to pee. I'm going to pee myself. And it was the funniest thing. Like, another time, or like, I remember I was tackled in the snow, and it was caught in the ring. Or, like, See, that's just people dancing. Legitimately a movie. People dancing when they're coming up to my door. Like, they'll ring the doorbell and then just start, like, busting a move waiting for me. me to come and open it although you don't you don't uh ring anymore or knock you just come in which is great but also a little scary because of how many people live in my house and you never know who's gonna be doing what what is that supposed to mean like for example actually i'll keep it to myself 
okay, I was going to say today before you came in, we were all just like hugging. Oh, me and all what? my siblings. It was the randomest thing, but it was also kind of nice. It was <laughs> it was, it was a moment thing I thought you were. It was say. a moment that felt like a movie. We were like like I don't even know. I we just all started hugging, dude. And I'm like, Sierra's gonna come in any moment. Hugging people at an airport that feels like life's gonna like like the ending of a movie, the finale where they're saying goodbye. Wow, that that feels like you're gonna leave them on like a ten year mission to go to outer space. I don't know why that feels amazing when you just hug people at an airport. Do you know what I'm talking about? Pictures. I don't think I've ever said goodbye to anyone at an airport, but I watched I, what I think is the last episode in the office before Michael leaves, and him and Pam are like hugging you in the airport. Hug someone behind by an airport. No, because I've never said bye to someone in an airport. What? I always said bye to them, and then they, like, left in the oh, car and went to the Whatever. Airport. I was dropping on someone at the airport this week. It was, the, like, an emotional goodbye, and I'm like, wow. You know, this is it. This yeah. is the moment. Um, Another one, probably – oh, wait. You want, what's that office? The office thing? Was it, like, last It was, like, when goodbye? Pam runs to the airport to say goodbye to Michael, and – you just spoiled the office for everyone. Like, no, no it, it's not like they're. <laughs> no, it was just I don't know. I'm not, I'm really not an office fanatic. I've seen the episodes out of order, but I stand by the fact that it's more the character growth that people grow attachments to rather than the humor itself. But I think it's kind of funny. I think it is. I just, it's good humor. I think you're cynical. Mm. Concerts concerts can we just i'm gonna break this down since i kind of have um what is it called um what is it called when um post-concert depression okay no that's <laughs> that's not a thing no what's it called detachment like okay what is it called like what? after you're addicted to something and then you stop doing it what is it called when you're like withdrawal, <laughs> withdrawal symptoms of I've, I've never going like have not going to concert for like a long time yeah. Just the feeling of being at a concert. I'm I'm going to break it down. All the reasons why it is peaks in your life. First of all, you're in a crowd of thousands of people and you're all in a good mood, most likely. You're all there and like you're not judging anyone else at a concert. You're all just vibing i can't even get over this enough you're all there for the same person most likely unless it's like a random person that tagged along anyway you're all just excited the excitement you kind of just like want to meet a friend and then like have that be like a moment in your story where you're like yeah we just met at that concert and had a great night and then they turn off the lights and then like just blasting music in your ear and like the beat in your chest why is it literally I feel like I could die happy right after a concert. I'm like, that was enough for me. You know, okay. I think another one is, do you know what I'm talking about? Am I talking crazy? No, I agree. No, like it's the craziest feeling to just be jumping in in sync with strangers. And you're like, isn't this what earth should be? Why are we all walking in the grocery store? Not talking. Why aren't we just at a concert? Just like shoulder to shoulder bumping. I mean, obviously circumstances (laughs) aside, concerts, I, but I don't even want to go to, I, I would love to go to a concert more often than I do, but not to the point where I would take it for granted how amazing a concert feels. That is like, you never, 
like you know you have built up expectations about the singer or like you know whoever's performing but you never realize like how awesome it feels to just be in the presence at a concert because I don't know it's just so powerful because you're all just okay anyway I need to stop talking because I'm gonna get I'm gonna start crying. I feel like yeah and the same thing applies music in the car but with that I would like to say, I feel like sometimes when people are like, oh, do you want to go on a drive and listen to music and it's night? Sometimes that can be forced. If you just like go on the drive solely to like, I don't know, whatever. For me, it's always the best when I'm coming home from somewhere. Like you were just hanging out with like a bunch of people and you're just with like one person in the car and you put on music and just start vibing with the windows down and you're and you're kind of drained from like being with people like i don't know your social battery's low but you're still just kind of you just have to be in the rhythm with the presence of other people going fast on like a fast road at night blasting music and then the windows down you're like could it get better than this i don't think so i truly don't think so that's straight movie behavior yeah (laughs) that is a movie behavior um the best song i would say for that I just, I have a vivid memory of These Are My Friends by Lovely. Oh, oh my God. Literally, yes. I'm sorry. I just screamed into the mic. But that is, I was, oh my God. If I could pick one song. These are my, well, I, I would pick that. I started a playlist in my Apple Music called Finale Songs, where it's like just songs that make me feel like the world could come crashing down and I would have a smile on my face. <laughs> I would just be like, yes, we're over. We're done. Yay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I don't want that to happen. There's more things to do, more things to live for. But, like, just these moments where you're just like, wow, like, this is a movie. This is so awesome. Anytime more music comes on and it just matches the and vibe I like how the And I like how driving in the night with music is so attainable. You could do that anytime you want to if you have one person or yourself. But I don't like doing it myself because whenever I drive at night by myself, I always inevitably end up crying. And I think that's a personal issue. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. No, I don't know. It's every time. And it's that's because you're finally in the comfort of your own like car. And it's so emotional. It's like, <laughs> why is this so amazing to be busting music in a car? I, I want to break that down scientifically. Yeah, but it's also dangerous. I remember one time I just started nah, sobbing nah. uncontrollably. I was on the way to your house, actually. Mm. And I was playing Clarence frogman henry what he's from the i don't oh, know they're what trying to say claro <laughs> oh no 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 everyone listen to the yeah what i just said anyway but. i just i can't music in general i didn't tell holly this today i went walking in the oh wait i did tell you this i went walking <laughs> in the woods oh my god it's like 49 minutes time flies dude podcasting out of body experience no, <laughs> yeah no, i'm joking i'm joking when life feels like a picture um it doesn't to be honest um i'm, I'm keeping it real i'm joking this is fun but um I was walking in my, uh, in the woods today. It's like an, uh, an offbeat trail. It's not like paved or anything, but like, obviously people walk back there. So it's like imprint. Anyway, I listened to the entire Taylor Swift folklore album because I didn't when it came out. And now I'm like obsessed. Like new hobby is listening to Albie's uh, albums start to finish and breaking down the songs, listening to the stories, the beats. Holy. She was like going for the whole woods, the woods feel. And walking in the woods, listening to the whole song, and now it's snowing and everything, life felt like a dream. I'm like, I can't tell if I'm Taylor Swift's, like, you know, um, I don't know. It just, it's crazy. It's the best feeling to listen to music, and it, like, matches the vibe of what the song's giving, which is kind of like the night thing. I feel that way with when my Discover Weekly comes out on Spotify every week. I'm like, who's tracking my life? Yeah, because well, it always Music fits does a bad job. so well, and I'm like, this can't be real. 
this cannot be real. Or it'll be, like, something that I... Like, there was something that I heard a snippet of. I don't remember what song it was. And I was like, okay, catchy. And it showed up on my Discover Weekly, but as a remix. And it was there, the greatest thing I'd ever heard. I want I want Spotify just for that reason. Just because it's, like, apparently... I feel like it does music. such a much better job with your algorithm and recommendations and all that. Because even playlists I make, the recommended for each playlist is always spot on. Some uh, wrap-up ones. Just some final wrap-up awesome moments is roller coasters just it's short and quick but it's just like the adrenaline of you just oh like my just going on a roller coaster it's like how did humans invent this and why do i get yeah, to do it i get i get so skeptical i'm like there's no way we did this i know because like it's so intricate but i'm like i don't even care i love this i know just the feeling and like if you look over at someone and you're both scared Okay, I think the best feeling is that first drop. I used to be deathly afraid of roller coasters, but I was a weenie then. Now when I go down, I'm like, I just, I can't, you can't explain the feeling of just like arms out going down a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, uh, another one, playing the sport that you do because. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because I feel like it's a whole other world almost when you're yeah. in a game. It's like high pressure and you just have to focus on that. And like, just like I play softball, like being the pressure of like being up to up to bat i don't know it's just like a crazy experience when you're like you can't get it if you're just watching the game it literally has to be doing it and it's just like i don't know it's like it's a cool feeling in in like i play volleyball and i feel like a moment like that is when you're serving yes i feel like the eyes on you i feel like the world stops low-key maybe i'm just being dramatic but it's weird no that's like a lot yeah a lot of pressure too but i played (laughs) i'm not gonna go into that but i played volleyball for a snippet in middle school that was intriguing because i made her i had never i didn't know how to play at tryouts i was i knew how i holly had taught me a couple days before how to like bump or whatever no that was your first mistake was saying bump instead of pass i i truly i learned how to play how to play volleyball at the practices after i made the team i don't know what they're i don't i think she was just trying to get people that can like pass is that yeah pass (laughs) and like serve whatever all that so funny i don't know like who how, how did but I also the middle school, that? I don't know. It was just a, it was a bop. Anyway, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Um, but just playing the sport, like, what a great moment. Um, homecoming, proms, you know, sweethearts, all that stuff. Just like in, just like the whole buildup of the day. What a fun day. Yeah. But also, I feel like that's also one of those things that I had such an expectation for, which. But it's lived up to it. Yeah. In, I will say my last, the last couple dances I've gone to have completely lived up to it. Like it was so fun. so awesome when that happens. But my very freshman year homecoming was weird because you didn't know like what you were supposed to be doing. When when you get a good group going, then it becomes an awesome night. Yeah. And like just being in a mosh pit with everyone you know, that's like, it's different than a concert because concert is usually strangers. But when you know people at homecoming, like everyone just comes together to bop. Like what? Yeah. Awesome no, it's idea. It's great. It's great. Awesome idea by the inventors of homecoming. And I prom, I have an expectation for prom and I don't know if it'll live up to it because I feel like people are more like formal and like nervous because now you're in the long dresses. Now you're at like <laughs> oh now you're at like a new you're not at school, you're at an like another a venue. venue. Um and then the last one we have on this list is sunsets. Just watching a sunset is like crazy. Like, why is this co- like then you just everything comes crashing down. You start reflecting. Things happen on a sunset, and it's just, it's not like just sitting in a basement. I become the main character. 
more than I ever yeah. am when I'm watching a sunset. I'm like on my walk and I'm just basking in the colors and I'm like, wow. What a fitting ending to the podcast. I thought that this podcast, well, at the beginning it was kind of a downer because like having these false expectations, people can really put you through it because they'll never live up. But the one they do, oh, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I think moral of the story, if you get anything from this big rant. Rampage. It wasn't a rant. I feel like it was more of a I don't know. I don't. Really I feel know. like I. I just wanted to reflect on, yeah, like how you're kind of setting yourself up for failure when you start to just mindlessly create these. Yeah, they say let what it happen you think it should be reality. When you in can't not. trust the movies, you cannot trust the movies. You just <laughs> yeah. gotta let it happen. Um. All right. I think is that a wrap? I think so. Is that a wrap? Like a present? Anyway. Nope. We'll okay. We'll edit that <laughs> yeah. out. Just kidding. We said that so many uh, times. I don't know why I just said that. I'm going to look back. I just, I get wild at the end of the podcast and I say something off beat, off the cuff. We'll end it before she yeah. spills her social yeah. security number. Basically, what? <laughs> <laughs> you just did it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening again to us. I, I truly think nobody would get anything from this. What was no, that? No, no. We're doing it for See? us. See? It's, it's a personal audio. I think we're saying that for ourselves so that we don't feel bad about giving nothing to anybody else. Pocket it's full of nothing out. Yeah, bye. And that is... Life as we know it. Peace out. <laughs> bye.